Tell us, Jess, about oh, yeah. the queen. The queen. The queen. Um, beloved Queen Elizabeth. I thought she was friends with my grandma. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought that for years. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, my grandma Mary, I have her wedding ring. I'm very connected to this woman. She doesn't – she's not alive anymore. Sure. But we love her very much. Um, she and the queen are the same age and – or were the same age when they were all here. Alive. Yes. <laughs> um, and I had different family members over the years who lived in England, my family included, my mom and dad and my little sisters. And so someone in my family before I was a part of this world started a tradition where they would send my grandma letters as if they were from the queen. Uh, My grandma knew they weren't from the queen, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so my grandma had a bunch of letters from the queen. Amazing. And gifts from the queen. And then uh, when I lived in England, we went to some like like the queen's birthday or something, but like everyone can right. go like if parade, you want to yeah? go. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that we were sitting pretty close up and the queen, I thought she looked at me because sure. she knew me. Yeah. It turns out she was looking around at all of the people. <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, she knows I'm Grandma Mary's granddaughter. Like, so I'm waving. So this was just all like inside of me Amazing. that she knew her. And uh I got older. I don't know when I found out that she wasn't the queen, but I did like believing – or not that she wasn't the queen, that she wasn't friends with the queen. Um, and I liked that my family all talked as if – so it, it was like all the way until the end of my grandma's life, we talked as if she was friends with the queen still. And so then towards the end of my grandma's life, I wrote a letter to Buckingham Palace because I found out that you could write Mm-hmm. a letter and that it would be read. Yeah. And so I told them the whole story about oh. my grandma and asked if they might be able to – the queen or someone could write my grandma a letter. I didn't know who does it. I had just heard yeah. that people write letters from Buckingham Palace. And I got a letter back from a lady in waiting saying like the queen loved this story, thought it was so sweet and says hello to your grandma. And so then I sent it to my grandma Amazing. as the first real letter from the queen and the lady in waiting. And it was so sweet. And That's I was so excited. So I like sweet. got the letter and I'm running all around like outside. Like, what do I, tell? <laughs> I have a letter I from the queen. Letter. He was <laughs> like, you got to go and take it. Yeah. It was so cool. It was so cool. So anyway, I believed that similarly to how I believed in Santa Claus until right. I was very old and then um, like too old, like teenager old where I was like, oh. my big fear was that no one would tell me. Um, whether or not he was real, mm-hmm. and I would find out that he wasn't by not putting out gifts for my kids. Whoa! Yeah, that's that's how bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's then eventually, fair. like, if you yeah. are not totally like, sure what what's reality, yeah, by yeah. the time you're starting to really think about yeah. stuff, and I was like, this is so fun to believe in. It's really gonna put a damper in yeah. my worldview if magic isn't there. Um, But then it was very cute because my mom, she's just like a really sweet festive woman, like loves to celebrate and and always would be like, well, it's more fun to believe than not. Mm -hmm. So like, is he real? Well, I believe it because it's more fun to believe than not. And so then she still is like that. And so there was this time of like, this isn't real. And then my mom was like, how fun is that? I was like, oh, not that fun. fun. She's like, oh, he's real then, huh? So then we got back (laughs) into it. But she would do it or my family would do like full on things like every 
every Christmas Eve, Santa would fly over and drop his hat in our yard for us to go find. And then, yeah, it was like, and he would call and tell us how proud he was of us. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know how cute. You had to talk to Santa on Yeah, and he always sounded believable. That's why I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, So then when Sean proposed to me, so I had gone some years without Santa calling. (laughs) The years coincided when my mom, with my mom's um, divorce and mental health plummeting. Crazy how that happened. Santa could not find our number during those years. Yeah, that experience with spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) Not that different. That's why people are afraid that Uh if you teach your kid about Santa, they won't have faith. But I have both. believe in Santa and faith. Oh, people um, will do it the other way too. It's, yeah, it's a weird yeah, situation. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, okay, but so when, Santa didn't call for a while. He didn't call for a while. I still treasured my relationship with Santa. Mm-hmm. I was like, what a sweet thing. It is more fun to believe than not. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Sean proposed, it was Christmas time and he like took me out to the beach and we were on a walk. And then we walked out further. It was evening time in Huntington Beach. There was a Christmas tree that he had set up with fake snow all around and our friend was playing guitar and his phone started ringing and he looked at it and said, Santa calling. Oh my God. I burst into tears. Yes. I'm like, Santa. (laughs) He's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I knew it. I knew you were. It was so cute. And Sean doesn't, I mean, in their house, it was really like we don't do Santa because yeah. we're we'll honest with our children. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but actually his family was like in on it. They're so sweet. Oh. Yeah. So that's that rekindled this Santa thing. That's amazing. And, um, and my faith as well. <laughs> totally. You see me. No, it was yeah. so sweet. So I said wow. yes and the rest is history. <laughs> Just that is yeah. – I wanted to know about the queen I and I got a story about the queen yeah. and your proposal yeah, in the because same Because they're segment. connected because it's more fun to believe than not. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. My name is Jessica Hover. I'm Lane Dealing Cherland, and this is Very Good Enough, a podcast from Very Good Mothers Club. As a matter of principle, do in fact still believe in fairies. Oh, and that was very important to me. Well, into my teenage years, it Mm -hmm. was like very important. I had this intense thing about um, the book Peter Pan. Oh, and just that uh, there's this thing you're supposed to have that I could see that grownups don't have anymore, and I could see it Mm. from when I was really little. I was like, why? Why are we like this and you aren't? And what happens? to you. Yeah. And I will say I feel that I have very much learned what happens to you and yeah. I feel very different about that now. Mm-hmm. But it was it was especially in the part where I was becoming an adult and there was kind of nothing I could do about that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like, but Peter Pan's going to be mad at me. Oh. <laughs> but then there also was this thing of like, you can't tell me there's not fairies. Mm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you you you've been to Loch Ness? You've scoured <laughs> the forests yeah. of Ireland. You've checked. Right, right. No, you haven't. Yeah. You like you don't know. And also, you guys want me to believe in like angels and demons and stuff. So you're telling me there's a world yeah. that I can't see mm-hmm. that's as real, more real mm-hmm. than the world I'm living in now. Mm-hmm. You think for some reason you get to tell me that there's not fairies? Yeah. That seems. But also, you could really take it even silly. further because you could be like, you're telling me. That if you zoom in with like a microscopic yeah. something, like everything you see here is made of like these little bubble things. Uh-huh. So that's real, but mm-hmm. there's not something magical and wonderful out there yeah. for me to love. Yeah. yeah. There's germs. Yeah. But there's Thank not you. berries. Yeah. What? I don't know about that. <laughs> 
So doubt it. My yeah. I so I had then went on to teach preschool okay. and got asked a lot of questions oh. about unicorns and dragons and fairies and like all of the fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, which also dinosaurs. That's another thing where I'm like, I'm going to tell this three-year-old that there was there was dinosaurs, <laughs> but that they're for sure, absolutely, <laughs> under no circumstance. There was yeah. woolly mammoths, yeah. yes. Yeah. But Unicorns, there's no. narwhals <laughs> now, right. <laughs> right now. Right. But my answer to small children mm. is, I don't know. I've never seen one. Scientists seem like they can't find them, mm. but I don't know. Yeah. That, which feels like plenty of truth to me. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, right. Nobody yeah. can tell you yeah. yes, but I'm certainly not about yeah. to tell you no. Yeah. You can just add to that. It's pretty fun to believe, isn't it? Pretty fun to believe. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some stuff that's coming up like very, very uh, immediately mm-hmm. or like has – is sparked we're by sort of things that just of it. happened. Yeah. Yes. We're inside of a week. I've had several meetups with moms this week. Mm-hmm. Yesterday you taught a class. Yeah. And in a week, she's teaching another class yes. to toddler parents mm-hmm. and actually baby parents because the babes are going to be toddlers yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which strong recommendation if you've got eight, nine, ten month olds, mm-hmm. just know that like your one year old is about to be upon you. Mm-hmm. And as much as you're wanting to like learn about the moment that you're in now and stay in it, uh, knowing what's coming, I think probably could smooth your way a little totally. bit. So helpful. Um, yeah. So fun to see some like baby moms and be like, oh, great. Really mm-hmm. good to just like get this map into your mind of like, all right, I'm headed to some new terrain really soon. Yeah. And compliment to you, you. you're not scary to listen to Mm, because I am the type of person who doesn't really want to take in anything about the future Mm -hmm. because I'm afraid someone's going to – I'm afraid someone's going to scare me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of fear involved. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like I'd rather be in it and then find out what I need as I need it. Mm -hmm. But I really appreciate the way that you share on this stuff because it – only makes you feel more prepared mm. and and like kind of excited. Some that's of it's so good. Yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, I get it more now. This makes more sense. Yeah. I yeah. think that's why I get so excited to talk about it. To be clear, I'm I'm teaching workshops on um tantrums. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying I'm teaching a tantrum workshop this How week. To have but a tantrum. then it sounds like tantra. <laughs> oh, tantra. <laughs> True. So I keep I keep having to think about how to say this yeah. correctly. So I'm teaching some workshops about toddler tantrums. Mm-hmm. Um, the same workshop, just like one in person, one online. So we're kind of in between those yeah. two right now. And I just – the reason I get so excited to talk about it because, is because like partly one of the things that deals with fear is like looking at the scary thing head on mm-hmm. and being like, I am a person who's not going to shield my eyes or like bury my head in the sand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the thing in the shadow and like be able to stand what I see. Yeah. You know, because some sometimes – we just can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so we try to tuck things out away behind us or in our periphery in the shadowy corners. Mm-hmm. And then those things take on kind of monstrous shadow shapes because we're not willing to look at them. Totally. But the reality is like you, there's a person in front of you who's mm-hmm. going through a thing. Mm-hmm. So being able to like look straight at it and then being able to see the toddler years from the top down mm-hmm. provided so much clarity to me. That I was like, oh, I totally can get through this. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what they need. I know what's happening. I know why. Like, I can see where they began and where they're going. Yeah. So I can, like, support where needed and I can manage my own frustration Mm -hmm. because I understand. I'm not confused. Yeah. So um, I'm happy that it feels good on the other side too. Totally. And I think something for me, what really motivates a lot of the work I do is 
the mom of the toddler or the parent of the toddler. And I know you and I had a conversation recently about this idea that like the most important years in of development are mm-hmm. zero to three or zero to five, mm-hmm. meaning like these years of your little one being beautiful and precious and adorable and also challenging, really Absolutely. challenging. And the thought that I have is like a lot of times that age range is when you mom or dad feel your worst. You're like, oh, it's so weird. My marriage is struggling. I'm sleep deprived. I don't recognize my body. I don't really know who I am yet in this stage of motherhood. And that can be really devastating when you're like, oh yeah, well, no pressure as you figure this out. These are the most important years of your kid's life. Like this is going to determine (laughs) how your kid adults later. Totally. And so I like this collaboration of like we're going to we're going to love you we're going to help you feel like you mm-hmm. feel like a really confident version of you yeah and we're going to equip you to understand your child love your child be able to like zoom out when the tantrum is happening and yeah. i say this as someone who's inside of tantrums on a regular basis now um, my youngest especially has like really big emotions on the joy side like hilarious funny wonderful but then equally gigantic emotions in the tantrum side where mm-hmm. just a few days ago I was on my way to a meetup. She wouldn't get dressed. Uh, we're trying to get out the door. I was feeling like embarrassed that I'm going to be late. Um, she's crying. I'm crying. The other two kids are like, why is mom crying? Right. Sean's frustrated. He's like, well, because mom just got her dress and she just undressed herself and is laying on the floor. And now we're going to be late to these people who don't know, like this is a first impression situation. Yeah. And I like the irony of I'm gonna go host a meetup of moms to be like, how can I care for you when I'm like, While I crying. hope I get there on time. Like I hope, like how embarrassing. Yeah. Thankfully, it, I I did get there on time. Sean drives very fast. Thanks, Sean. When we need to. Um, but yeah, I just think that when I look back at my zero to five with Eloise, that's when I had that stint of like major depression, kind of Mm -hmm. suicidal ideation, went to the mental hospital place. Right. And there's there's this guilt on one side of like, oh my gosh, that was her zero to five. And right for a little while in there, I was in a darkness I had never been in before. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I could also spin it to be like, and then I found – then I found the thing. And you're always talking about repair. I think that's – a major theme that I'm grateful for in motherhood right now is this message of like repair after conflict, repair after depression, (laughs) like come back to your child and provide a sense of context. Mm -hmm. And actually I had someone write me say, saying you're going to destroy your kids. This is a YouTube comment. Um, You're going to destroy your kids because you made this video that's called, I don't like being a mom. Never tell them. I didn't respond. God. um, But I've been thinking about what I would say And my response is absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I think one of the major things that I've learned in this process is it's possible to really dislike motherhood and absolutely love your kids and want more kids Mm. and not like that the good outweighs the bad. But I think for generations prior to us, like you weren't even given permission to like struggle with this. The, yeah. When I got to motherhood with Eloise, I struggled really bad. And I was like, I guess I'm bad at this. Like, this is my fear. Look, I didn't, I was so nervous about becoming a mom and now I'm here and I'm not even really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And so to get to a point where it could be like, well, no, 
you're not enjoying it because there's a lot that's not enjoyable about it. You're, yeah. you, there's a lot. But then also if you can accept that there's a lot about this that isn't enjoyable, you actually start enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I would say I really love being a mom now, but I don't feel bad at all for my kids to learn that I didn't always love it. And Eloise might be a mom one day. Mm-hmm. Jules might be a mom one day. And they might not like it. Right. And, and if you hide these things be, from them, you're yeah. adding surprise yeah. to the thing that's already challenging. Yeah. And they might love it. I hope they love it. I hope that what we've done here and what we're doing creates like a rebrand of motherhood where they can go into it and be like, oh, I really love it here. This mm-hmm. is I love it here because I'm supported, because I understand what's going on, because mm-hmm. I'm tired, but I know that I won't always be. I feel weird in my body, but I won't always feel like this yeah. and I know how to address it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting. You, you go through this stage that's so, so important Mm -hmm. for this child, but you don't always feel like the version of you that you would want to give to this so important stage. Yeah. I will add an asterisk to Mm -hmm. how important this stage is, Mm -hmm. which is true, but I want to make sure that it's very clear that it's not as though if you have a Mm six-year-old and you don't feel like those first five years went well, your child is absolutely not doomed. They're not ruined. It's not over. There are some challenges ahead Mm -hmm. to shift the things that happened in these early years because the foundation is set in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And so there may be some things that are quite difficult Mm -hmm. to um, correct and nurture in a different direction. Mm -hmm. But yeah. It's not over. Your your child is going to live a really long time and you have the whole rest of life to do things in a way that works better for you and works better for them and serves them better. I love that. Um, So I I just always want to put that piece on even if you f***ed up someone's whole childhood. Sure. And you really did. Some people really do. There are some parents out there whose best is really, really unacceptable Mm -hmm. and really doesn't work well for Mm -hmm. children. And we can say like that person is doing their best and and Mm -hmm. they're – uh, innocent of malice, mm. and the outcome is yikes. We've got a lot to do to mm-hmm. get this person healed in their adulthood, mm-hmm. and they can yeah. heal in their adulthood. Yeah. It just means that they're going to have to get some things healed yeah. and corrected because yeah. some things are out of alignment. That's right. Like a spine. You yeah. Can totally, totally put that back in there. While it's out of alignment, it's going to cause a lot of pain, and there's going to mm-hmm. need to be some assistance to put it back, mm-hmm. but it's not over. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like when people smoke. I learned that when you stop smoking, your lungs are always healing themselves. Well, so like like quickly, someone could have really smoked for many years and when they are done smoking, their lungs are already starting to heal themselves. Wild. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I think we believe in fairies. Yeah. I've got this faith thing. <laughs> you do as well. Yeah. I think there is there is a there is something really beautiful and magical and unseen happening mm-hmm. where we're wanting the more lovely, healthy way. Yeah. And it does take intentionality. And yeah, I, I feel comforted. Eloise is eight and there are definitely times I look back and I'm like, oh, I just didn't – I didn't even know how to handle that. Totally. I didn't know. Totally. Yeah. What do you do with your big temper when mm-hmm. this toddler is treating you in a way? I mean, yeah. you've described it where it's like such offensive behavior. Absolutely. And then mom responds – as offended. I would if someone mature was treating me that way. Mm-hmm. And then I have to rewind and go, oh my gosh, now I need to apologize. Now right. I need to understand what's going on. It's not too late. No. And you're also just not responsible for providing a perfect life mm. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes here on this earth to be human with the expectation that their life's going to be perfect. Yeah, Your child true. is a person. Mm-hmm. And personhood 
includes a lot of glory and a lot of garbage. It just does. Yeah. And it's really okay. You just keep moving forward and you make adjustments as Mm -hmm. you can. Yeah. I was talking to these moms yesterday about how like life is a winding river, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's no expectation that you're supposed to take the most direct route to everything at just as you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. You try some stuff over here and you go, whoa, that part's not working. And you make some adjustments Mm -hmm. and you go back over here. Mm -hmm. And the general wide direction over time that your child experiences, you can't experience a direction, but Mm -hmm. stay Mm -hmm. with my mixed metaphors. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Like the the breadth of what your kid experiences in a generally good direction mm-hmm. is the thing that makes up who they are as a person mm-hmm. and how they experience life. Mm-hmm. Some lurches over here, some like, whoa, rocky road mm-hmm. over here, that part didn't go well. Like those are just part of it. That's mm-hmm. just all part of like the glorious makeup of mm-hmm. the road that they're going to travel, which is long. Mm-hmm. And you just keep and sometimes they might be parents that feel – big tempers or deep depressions or something. Mm-hmm. And if we have created this world where it's like, no, no, you're, you're here and you love it. Yes. We all love it. Everything's perfect. And we just, shh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, shh. Yeah. Shh. Everyone quiet <laughs> down and smile. Uh-huh. That's a lot more confusing than yeah. if they were like, oh yeah, I remember when my mom did that. Mm-hmm. And then she went and apologized. Okay. I got to yeah. apologize. Like just leading by example through all the human stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. important. It is important. Yeah. Yesterday after you taught this class, you sent me a text and it was something along the lines of like, whenever I interact with a group of moms, because Lane teaches to groups of moms outside of Very Good Mothers Club too, you said something about like, you're always like taken aback by, I'm totally paraphrasing. Let's but read just, it. I got my phone sure, right here. Yeah. Something about how complicated it is to be a person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it has to be groups of moms. I feel like even when I was teaching preschool and it was like somebody just like lingered Mm -hmm. while I was closing things up after the last kid got picked up and she just wanted to stand in the parking lot and talk for a minute. That same exact Mm -hmm. feeling. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I come away from time with moms just feeling so full of how complicated it is to be a person. Mm -hmm. Such a gift to get to be together in the midst of it all. Yeah. That is what it is because here we are. We're like, okay, so toddler tantrums. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. You guys are going through so much stuff. I'm going through so much stuff. You're going through so much stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, toddler tantrum. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And relational drama, drama, financial stress, Mm -hmm. health stress, whatever it is. Identity crisis. Identity crisis, insecurity in our body, mm -hmm. like so many things that we're holding. And then we're like, okay, so toddler tantrums. How do I handle this properly? So one of the big dynamics that came up yesterday in this uh, tantrums workshop is like, hmm, how do I want to say this? There's there's this one of I feel like one of the archetype dynamics mm-hmm. between a mom and a child is that mom overgives to the point where she is now like so small. She's like shrinking in front of a child's demands Mm. to such a degree that this child now feels super entitled to everything about mom. Mm. Mom's time, mom's attention, mom's body, where like even like tantrums will get like kind of aggressive. Like Mm -hmm. there just is – there's no space or like respect for the fact that like mom is someone Mm -hmm. and child is just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just me and all my wants. Yeah. And – um, Is mom doing that to try to – avoid tantrums. I'm thinking Uh like maybe I would do that to try and stop a kid from screaming at me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What it is is like 
there's, there's a natural and lovely desire to be like, I just want you to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And that part, normal, good. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this thing of like, tantrums are awful. It feels terrible to be yelled at. It yeah. feels terrible to um, just like have your whole day derailed or mm-hmm. end your night on a fight with your kid. Like yeah. all of that stuff feels bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's not. Yeah. And so there's this um, almost like a like a dodging of like, oh, I'll stay out of the way from you for that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to try and stay out of the way of I just really don't want to trigger an explosion mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, – that comes from so many places mm-hmm. because that also is a thing that comes with the adult, you know, mm-hmm. like like they might be doing it in their other relationships as well, mm-hmm. in their friendships or their marriage or yeah, or their work relationships. Likely or- a dynamic in their home where either the adult needed things to go a certain way all mm-hmm. the time and you just really had to get in line with like that person's way of getting stuff going mm-hmm. or perhaps there was um, some explosive anger in that home also. So then the little child learned like, well, I don't want to trigger this adult anger because it's scary Mm -hmm. and it makes us separate and Mm -hmm. I want to be together with my parent, obviously. Mm -hmm. And or, whoa, anger is really scary and explosive. So I want to make sure I don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. So then you have a grown woman now who's like, let's say that the shape of her, she got shaped in a certain way in Mm -hmm. the home and the shape of her is very cautious around conflict and Mm -hmm. other people's triggers. So that there's no explosion because like that's what I learned how to do was just like make sure that things stay really smooth and keep you mm-hmm. happy and keep you happy and keep you happy. Mm-hmm. And then things stayed smooth and it, it didn't get scary or I met the expectation, mm-hmm. which was that I, I get in line with the program. Yeah. And I'm now an adult woman who um, I don't have any anger. Anger is bad mm-hmm. and scary. Mm-hmm. So I make sure to keep anger really far mm-hmm. out. But the problem with that is that we're all – Basically, like we're all full-sized humans Mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. So if we squish ourselves down or if we try to take a part of us that we think is negative and just like compact it and tuck Mm -hmm. it away, you actually can't make anything smaller inside. Mm -hmm. It just goes – it comes out sideways Mm -hmm. somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't push down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It it, it, it twists. Yeah. Katie, the the therapist who speaks in Very Good Mothers Mm -hmm. Club, um, she compared it to like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. Yeah. And how it just keeps pushing up, pushing Uh up. And sometimes it'll come up over there. Yeah. Yeah, It'll it'll slip under your arm and you're like, Uh whoa, why did that come up over there? Yeah. And maybe that doesn't seem related Mm -hmm. to this thing that was happening. But like, your emotions are real and your needs are real and you mm-hmm. are a fully inflated beach ball yeah. that actually can't just be like submerged. Mm-hmm. So you have an, an adult who's in this dynamic with a child where they're now acting with the child like perhaps they did with the parent or perhaps they have in other adult Whoa. relationships mm-hmm. where now it's the child that you're tiptoeing around and kind of placating because you don't want – because explosive anger is scary yeah. even in your little one. Like that's just how you are. You're a person who's like – I'm avoiding and maybe not super consciously, Mm. but like I've set my life up in a way to make sure that there just aren't eruptions. Yeah. And I can't, can't be, anger is not part of me because anger Mm. is negative and scary. Anger Mm -hmm. is a thing that hurts. Anger is a thing that whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's a, um, there's a loveliness to that. That's like some really beautiful coping. Mm -hmm. Like you needed that. Yeah. Protected you. You were little. Absolutely. Um, but now what you're actually doing is, kind of building a child in the – now that child is building their shape around you, but mm. your shape matched that adult from before. So you're actually you're kind of recreating the adult. this child. Ooh. Yeah. So a lot of the times in parenting, 
and this is also an idea that comes from best friend of the pod, Dr. Sam, mm-hmm. um, of like parenting, you end up making kind of these puzzle pieces where mm-hmm. either your child interlocks with you mm-hmm. and like corresponds to you. So you make someone like you yeah. or they're like the shape of the person who created you Wow, because that's the, that's the shape that's that you are. And that's that, just, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the, um, sort of like a very simple metaphor for how we talk about like generational patterns or mm-hmm. things that get passed on mm-hmm. is either like I make a little mini me or I make the shape that interlocks with mine. Mm-hmm. And so now we've got this grown, these like grown up moms basically reliving their mm-hmm. own little childhoods in this new way mm-hmm. where now they're the grown up, but that part doesn't matter. You still have like the two different dynamics right, in there, right? which I hope you can see in the way I'm talking about this, how totally innocent that is. Like yeah. that makes total and, sense. And, and it it also like it how do I say it? It's almost like you're trying to protect yourself uh-huh. from the really awful like tantrums or really Absolutely. awful fights that might happen in a relationship or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the thing that protected you when you were young, and it's also the thing you're trying to use to protect you now. Mm-hmm. But the cost is high now yeah. because by doing this, it's actually gonna build something not great mm-hmm. into our loved ones, yeah. our little ones for yeah. sure. And and at least like our relationship with mm. them. So we've talked about personal boundaries, like holding personal boundaries with your kids. In season two, we did like a really, really, if I do say so myself, like a really compelling episode about mm. that. Like I loved it. I um, it's one of our most listened to episodes. That's so cool. And it was more like advocating for you, mom, on your side of mm. like this is why it matters that you get to be a person with your kid yeah. where you get to say like, actually, I don't like that. Like, I don't like it when you touch me that way. It's not comfortable for me or like it's, it's too hot for me to have your body all over me. I'm going to have you right next to me like this. Yeah. You know, stuff, that kind of stuff. But I want to kind of give a little bit of insight to like in the space where an adult is not doing that, mm-hmm. like this is kind of what it creates in a child. Mm-hmm. So children are particularly when they're two, um, but th- for through that whole like one, two, three-year-old years, mm-hmm. but like really when they're two, they're seeking out the edge of relationships. Mm-hmm. They just realize like, oh my gosh, I exist. I'm someone. They can toddle away from mom now and kind of look back at her. And that like is this inside cue to like, whoa, there's her and there's me. Mm-hmm. And now I have to explore what that means. What does it mean that there's me and there's her? Mm-hmm. Can I come running and crash back into her and become feel like we become one again? And how far away can I get? Whoa, oh my gosh. And they kind of have to do both of those things that whole time. And then they realize that there are other little people and other adults. And so they go over to them and then they do something and then look back at you like, is that still okay? What's the edge here? How far can I go over here? And then they circle back around again and check the same thing again to see if the same thing will happen in all those relationships. And what they're looking for from you, adult, is to say like, all this space in this middle, this is all for you. You can affect all of this. You can do all this stuff. And over here, this is an edge and it doesn't move. Oh, and over there, you found the other edge. Great job. That edge doesn't move either. Oh, this is the edge between you and me. We actually can't come back together. You're not getting back up inside my tummy. I'm my, I have skin, like there's an edge to my body and you have skin. There's an edge to your body. And we can rub those little bodies together. You can rub your face on my face and we can hold each other. You cannot bite me. Bite me or pinch me. You cannot scratch me Mm -hmm. and make my blood come out of my skin. You may not Mm -hmm. do that. You may may not do that to anyone. And that starts with, you may not do that to me. Mm -hmm. I don't let people drain my body that way. I'm really clearly showing you what the edge is. Mm -hmm. That's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. They want to find the edge. There's relief Mm -hmm. when you say like, no, 
that's the edge of the cliff and you may not go over it. Yeah. I'm the one who keeps you safe. I show you it's really safe and good for you inside these big wide boundaries. Oh my gosh, there's so much good safe space in here. And that's the edge. No, they need you to be the one who shows them like where it's safe because they know they're like out looking for power and it can feel like they want all the control. But a child who has all the control freaks out. Mm -hmm. It does not feel good Mm -hmm. to have nobody showing you the edge of safety. Mm -hmm. It's actually really scary because they like – they're just tiny out in this big old world and they can feel how small they are. And so while they're like, give me power, they're also like, and fucking be in charge because yeah. I can't. It's too much. I can't drive this car. I can't feed them. I don't even know mm-hmm. what to do when I feel sad because you threw away my yogurt lid when I wanted to do it. Yeah. And now I'm overwhelmed by my own feel. Like I can't even handle you throwing away my yogurt lid, mm-hmm. much less like be in charge of my whole life. Right. So it actually causes like kind of a a little piece of sort of existential terror like oh i guess nobody is in charge then yeah if you the adult leave the child all the way in charge yeah because they know how not in charge they are from what i have read and heard that that continues on even to their teenage years when they're going to demand freedom in whatever way their personality does that Mm -hmm. um and and even from my own experience of having been a teenager and lived through my own dynamic and knowing people it's like uh they might really hate the boundaries you set up and they might really hate the rules or the curfew or the mm-hmm. whatever whatever you do in your family life. But what I can understand of all of this is that they still really need you mm-hmm. to put that boundary around them for the reason you're describing, the ex- existential sense of like, am I safe? Like mm-hmm. what and what can I handle? And you yesterday described like when they turn 18, they're given all of their freedom it's a lot of freedom. Yes. And so what we're doing as parents is over the years giving them bit by bit by bit. But we're not prematurely giving mm-hmm. them all the freedom. Yeah. They're not even designed to be able to handle that. That doesn't that's not the best for them even yes. though it might feel like, "Oh, wow, how fun. I have all this all these options." Mm-hmm. It's a lot on a person. It's a lot on a person. And there's there just is a little bit of like it's not quite a paradox, but there's a, a tension in there of like, it really seems like, well, if I say no to this child, mm-hmm. she's going to be sad. Mm-hmm. And that's not what she wants. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to be sad. She wants the thing she wants. And like, yes, but actually, like she really wants you mm-hmm. to show her you may actually have this other reasonable thing. You may not have this unreasonable thing. Like there's a craving for that. Mm -hmm. And toddler years get compared to teenage years really significantly Mm -hmm. because basically what's happening is throughout our life, we go through these cycles of um, brain development and then differentiation. Mm -hmm. We differentiate our identity as we understand it, like in our brain Mm -hmm. um, a few different times in life. And like continuously, like it's Mm -hmm. on a – it's on a sort of a smooth curve, mm-hmm. but there are big jumps in that. Makes and those sense. things, the first one happens when you're two. And then a huge, huge important one happens in uh, teenage years mm-hmm. because you're really starting to develop this prefrontal cortex in like a huge rapid kind of way. Mm-hmm. Basically, your brain saves the development of this front part until you're in your teenage years because its job is to uh, shape itself according mm-hmm. to your social structure and your culture. Wow. And then it's done. Then your brain is developed. Ding. But it like saves that front part that makes all of the decisions mm-hmm. um, so that it can be really affected yeah. by your social circle 
knowing that like different kinds of humans are going to need to develop a little differently based mm-hmm. on like how they function in groups. Makes sense. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Your brain is so cool. Yeah. But that's why there are these big chunks because yeah. they do have to differentiate from you. Like yeah. they have to be and their own can, person. You can see there's like the two extremes that I'm seeing as you're talking of how this could go south would be we give them so much freedom. We try to make ourselves nothing so mm-hmm. that there's no like friction or tension. Yep. Or you never give them any freedom. We mm-hmm. go control. Maybe we go like lean more into anger because mm-hmm. anger is a little scary. And then or people even just really... a ton of protection. Yes. Even if tons. it's just anxiety. Yes, that's let, right. Let, like you can over control out of fear that something bad will happen. Yes, exactly. Then you also could accidentally create a really anxious person who doesn't know how to make any decisions yep. and doesn't trust their own ability to have a thought and execute it mm-hmm. and like be like, yeah, that's fine because yeah. they're kind of looking for the person who's right. actually going to do it better. Right. Really interesting. It's really interesting. I have a question for you. I'm thinking for the mom listening who's like, okay, stop on the part about the no pinching, no scratching, no biting. Very practically, mm-hmm. could you guide us in like what do we do if that's happening? Yeah. Um, Because I think that's a really common thing. And I think because it's so common, we don't really know are we – like how much boundary do we put up and Mm -hmm. when. And so, yeah, yeah, just anything you have to say about that. Yeah. I'm going to give that to you in two layers because there's like an inside part of that. But then that that like manifests in some different ways of behaving and responding to your kid. So the inside thing basically is that – if, if this has been the dynamic that you've been in with your child and you're very not alone, this is like one of the very normal the dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's so natural and reasonable and common for this to happen and needs to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. Inside, you have to find a level of firmness that says, actually, I've decided my child is not going to pinch me and bite me anymore. Mm-hmm. I am going to figure out how to change this mm-hmm. in us. And that is frankly the most important thing. Like your little toddler is been, has been just scanning your feelings mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like they know <laughs> what you're going to do and what you mean and what you don't mean from your insides. Yeah. Like they just know what's going on in there. Largely because they didn't have language for a super long time. So language was not important. And um, like all the ways that we've efficiently learned how to communicate on the outside with each other, they just didn't have those. Sure. So they're very – uh, empathic and um, they just they they feel it from the inside. It's yeah. a, it's about the the dynamic or the energy, not even in like a spiritually way, but mm-hmm. just like whatever yeah. that thing is that comes out of you that I can sense. Mm-hmm. They're very sensitive in that Makes way sense. to you. So you making that choice inside of like fuck this, I am not about to get scratched for the rest of my life. Sure, I'm done mm-hmm. being scratched by my child. I'm not doing it. That's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. This is not okay with me. Mm-hmm. And do you hear how my voice has lowered in its register? Yeah. It's not getting louder and it's not getting mean and there's no punishment in it at mm-hmm. all. But there is a sense of I, my boundary has been violated. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little mad mm-hmm. and no. Mm-hmm. It's very firm. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. And when you speak that way, I can feel that differently. Like yeah. if you're watching the video, you can see that I have sat up. Yeah. I'm speaking from down in where my like diaphragm toward my guts, like the decision yeah. is happening in my guts. Yeah. To me, when I, I used to teach infant toddler swim lessons before even I was a preschool oh, wow. teacher. And the woman who taught me how to do that, she was like, 
trying to teach me how to get toddlers to let you roll them over in the water so that like their little ears are in the water. They're on their back. It's like a thing that they freak out about. Mm. They Speaking of clawing and scratching, it's like her first thing is like, you got to protect your eyes because <laughs> little children yeah. will reach it. They're just grabbing for something yeah. and they'll get you. They're drowning. Yes. It makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but really, I'm teaching them not to drown. Mm-hmm. So what she told me what I need to do is to decide what's going to happen. And then she, she was like, and then you put that decision right here in your chest. I'm like in between and up mm-hmm. from my boobs, like sort yeah. of where my actual heart is. is. Yeah. Like, like you put this decision right here in your chest, like a little ball of light, and you just squeeze it really tight. This is like literally oh. what she told me. And then you spread that light out over the child who's in front of you, right? Because like you flip yeah. them over and then yeah, you yeah. hold their little head basically right there uh-huh. um, so that they can like see up to your face, but you're only supporting their little head and wow. they're floating. And she uh-huh. was like, you just put that decision right there and you just push it out over them like light. And I was like, that sounds crazy. Yeah. And then that's what I did. No, it makes sense because you have to be convinced of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. And then mm-hmm. my next, my very next job was mm-hmm. teaching preschool. And I was like, I same. bet I can do that same thing that Wendy told me to do. Wow. And I just can. And mm-hmm. actually that very like rough image mm-hmm. is the basis for everything I've ever told you guys on this mm-hmm. podcast is like anything like I ever learned, it came from being like, I don't know how we're going to get there, mm-hmm. but like you're going to get up and you're going to pick up your backpack and we're going to go outside with the rest of this class because I can't send 11 two-year-olds walking outside by themselves. I can't leave you inside. (laughs) That's true. So we're moving. Yeah. (laughs) And that, and that's, that's the piece that mattered. Mm -hmm. There's, there's our words that go on top of that. And there are some like ways to do stuff, but like, that's the piece, this firmness inside that says, I am the authority over you for right now Mm -hmm. because I have more – I'm the one who knows how to keep you safe and clean. Yeah. That's – even if that's all it is. Like Mm -hmm. your – some of your personal power child is delegated to me Mm -hmm. because I'm the one who knows how to keep you safe. Later, you can have all your power back, all of it. It's all yours for later. Mm -hmm. It actually belongs to you, but I hold some of it right now. Mm -hmm. And like – And because I love you, I won't be handing it all to you at once. I'll be giving it in time and you might not love it and Mm -hmm. that'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I, I sometimes use – because we teach kids to say like, all done, all done, all done. Sometimes for me when I'm expressing with the firmness, mm-hmm. nope, we don't do it. I'll say mommy is all done mm. with the with the voice and the seriousness and they really get it. But it does have to come from the decision mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you start to waver of like, is this going to work? Like yeah. what – and is yes. this battle worth it? And which battles are you supposed to right. pick? And, and emotionally what they're doing – is pushing on all the bricks of the mm-hmm. thing that you said to see if any of them move. Sure. And inside, some of those bricks are moving like a little Jenga tower. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if I keep pushing, is this going to crumble? Because mm-hmm. they, they got to know. They have to do it. They're mm-hmm. actually not being horrible to you at all. This is like how their brain is functioning in the yeah. world right now. You call them little scientists. Yes. And I think about that a lot. Like this is part of their science mm-hmm. exploration. Yes. Figuring out how does this relationship work. And it's desperately important to me that the result of their experiment is accurate. Mm, yeah. Right? Like if they're testing me, then I need to show them this mm-hmm. is what happens. Yeah. What happens if you bite me is we're a little bit separate. Whoa. No, thank you. That's mm-hmm. my body. There's going to be separation between us if you hurt another person. Mm-hmm. They need to know that right. forever. Yeah. And also they need to know it for now mm-hmm. because your body does not deserve to be bitten or scratched yeah. by a three-year-old. That's right. That's at right. All. If you are a nursing mom, this came up yesterday. If you're a nursing mom and baby's pinching your sweet, sweet tummy, mm-hmm. uh, 
the recommendation was give the little one something to hold or like wrap in a blanket or something so their arms are like mm-hmm. snuggled up in there yeah. and not able to get you. Mm-hmm. That's different from if you're, you've got a three-year-old yeah. who's pinching you. Because you won't give her what she wants. Yes. 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 Or, or just because it, it like sometimes they like come over and they're just like mm-hmm. kind of getting a rise sure. out of you. You gave amazing advice on a call recently. A mom was, a mom was talking about that. It was like pinching, I think, or biting. Maybe it was biting. Yeah, and and basically the mom was doing an amazing job. Uh, something you noticed though that I didn't catch was like her way of telling the child not to do it mm-hmm. was actually so gentle and sweet that it didn't communicate yeah. firmly enough that this was this was not the way to treat mm-hmm. a body. Yeah, and you gave this advice, which was like basically to go there, to go down deep, to speak it. And and it. I don't know if you said it or if it reminded me of the way mammals are in nature shows, but I've watched I watched one recently and was so encouraged <laughs> by like the mom lions and the mom bears because they growl at their kids for doing stuff that isn't right. Mm-hmm. But it's a big growl. They're not like tenderly like, you know, yeah. it's like a growl, like a, you'd be scared. Mm-hmm. And then the child gets in line and um, – Sorry to, to like ramble this, but no, basically totally. what I said to you on a call that I didn't put together until this was that one of my kids had pinched me in a really painful spot and without even thinking. So I didn't I didn't use all this wisdom. It was just instinctual. I responded with like, ouch, that really hurt me. Like aggressive, ouch, that really hurt me. No. Yeah. And then almost had to come back to life and be like, oh, sorry. Like right. I didn't mean to scare you. But I didn't get pinched anymore after mm-hmm. that. It was like I actually communicated how big right. that was right. and it did the job. And I think maybe to go with like this way of parenting, we make ourselves so small and tender and gentle and don't want to disrupt anything yeah. that we take the thing they're doing that's hurting us and that we would never want them to do to anyone else out yeah. there in a, on a playground or in a classroom. And we really softly go, oh, oh, buddy, mm-hmm. we don't pinch people. Yeah. That hurts your mom. Owie, look at mommy. Oh, mm-hmm. mommy's hurting. Yep. And not that that mom's doing something wrong no, per se. Those are real appropriate yeah, words. Yeah, and very sweet. I just don't know that it's communicating th- how how intense this is. Mm-hmm. Like, no way. We don't we don't hurt bodies. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yep. And I love the thing of like, we're either going to take space, and yesterday you used the word exile. You said we're not like exiling them. So we're mm-hmm. not moving them over here in this big dramatic punishment. Yeah. It's just – if if you hurt someone, they take space from you. That's yes. a really natural consequence of hurting people. And so you saying that, I I like I I brought it home with me and mm-hmm. was like, okay, Shawnee, if people, if these little guys are hurting each other or hurting us, like it is the natural thing of like, oh, you're gonna take space, mm-hmm. you're gonna be here. We don't hurt people, or the ow, or or even both, I guess. Yeah, the, sure. No way, we don't hurt our sibling. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be over here now and you don't get to play with that thing. Yeah. And that's too bad. When As soon as you stop doing that, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These these responses that are overly soft mm-hmm. when there's been – like that's a real safety violation. Obviously, mm-hmm. your kid is not like wounding you. I, no. I hope they don't mean bad terribly wounding you. Yeah. But it's, it is one of the absolute hard no's in mm-hmm. life. You do not hurt other people. Mm-hmm. You may not hurt other people. If you do hurt other people, mm-hmm. you are going to be separated from mm-hmm. them. And I want to be clear that the question was about timeouts. Are you meaning, Lane, that, oh, yeah. that we should – are you like a proponent for a timeout? And what I'm describing is like this one child is right here on this side of my mm-hmm. knees. This other child has come and 
done one of those like nice inner arm pinches Mm -hmm. and there's a big old scoop of like, whoa, no thank you. And then this, the child who did the pinching is now just moved to the other side of my body, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like Because your point was they can't actually grasp, like sending them to the other room doesn't connect with all of these things. And so then it's, you like lose the point. You're trying to do something and it, it's lost. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But there, but but the, that space. thing that you wanted, no. Now there's a little bit of space between you and that mm-hmm. thing. That's just the natural effect of what you That's did. Right. That's yeah. like it's a true cause and effect. Whoa! If you have scratched me or hurt me, child, I am going to use my hands to push your body. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I've crashed into this microphone. <laughs> push your body gently, mm-hmm. firmly, mm-hmm. a little far away from my body. I don't let people treat my body that way. Yeah. I'm not going to let you. I won't. Let you treat other people like that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And if that means you're, you're in one of these big, riled up, crazy tantrums, frantic tantrums, which we do often get from children who have not had some of these lines, mm-hmm. like once they get older, the tantrums can sometimes get really hectic mm-hmm. because they, they're working, because they've worked mm-hmm. this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so if you need to be like, buddy, no thanks, that hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in my bedroom and take a little bit of space and take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Your dad is out here watching you. If your child sits outside the door and bangs on the door for a few minutes while you just like, you know, look in the mirror and be like, I hated that. Oh my gosh. That's fine. Yeah. That's real. Later, if they treat you horribly like this, Mm -hmm. there's going to be space between you guys. Like that's a true part of your relationship. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that if you are overriding your instincts like this, that like real mama lion instinct to be like, hey, no. Mm. And then when the cub backs off, you guys are totally back in relationship. Mm-hmm. Not like there needs to be this big, scary drama between mm-hmm. you guys. Just just a, hey, you're over my line. Back it up. Okay, thank you. Thank you for backing it up. Let's just move forward with our life now. Yeah. Like easy back to normal. But if you're overriding that and just letting this child come over your natural human animal real boundaries constantly, that feeling of anger, that instinctive rise, it doesn't go away. Right. It's going to come out in a yeah. funky way. Yeah. There's going to be this weird resentment that comes up that's like now you feel resentful of mm-hmm. this little child who's been like climbing all over your personhood mm-hmm. uh, as, as much as your physical body, you know, and then either – now you've got this other weird thing where you're guilty because you feel resentful of this tiny little person and you feel frustrated about that and it's it takes on this crazy kind of like sour, sort mm-hmm. of like a, um, I don't know, you kind of turn on yourself inside mm-hmm. rather than just expressing the simple like, no. Right. <laughs> or it comes out as like actual meanness. Like right. you get into this place where like you're going to have a little bit of an explosion. Like that yeah. has you, to you ventilate. You almost have a tantrum yourself. Yes. Right? Like you Absolutely. lose control Somebody's got to yeah. have a tantrum over right. this boundary. And if it's not going to be her because I said no, it's going to be me because I didn't say no. Jessica, what, what a genius. <laughs> you're trying to avoid tantrums, which ultimately leads to your own tantrum. And <gasps> sometimes it's right at your kid and that's a huge bummer because yeah. now instead of just being firm, and clear, yeah. you've actually been mean and now you have to repair this thing. Uh-huh. Like I screamed at you because yeah. I have these three wow. years of resentments built up or sometimes it comes out in a different Towards relationship. your partner, yes. your job, uh-huh. your friend. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's coming out. We've like never thought of that. Yeah. That, that tantrum is going to happen. There's going to be a tantrum. <laughs> but the mom might be the one tantruming. Mm-hmm. Maybe she should for her health to come back to life a little bit. 
sometimes, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not like not, but if you're gonna do it on purpose, let's not have it be yeah, at the child. No, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, that maybe stuff that goes that, somewhere. Maybe that leads us to like the what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this from the mom perspective and as a mom who really does try to avoid conflict and and I do that in my other relationships too. Yeah. Um there is a getting in touch with yourself that does need to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do that through journaling. You could do that. I really recommend doing it in relationship with other people, especially mm-hmm. other moms. That's part of why we do these calls with Very Good right. Mothers Club that you can hop on every single week. There is something really healing and important about joining a call or joining a conversation rather. If you're local, you can go to an in-person thing uh, where basically you say, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then someone next to you who cares about you and sees you goes, oh, you don't have to be treated like that. Yeah, You're normal. Mm -hmm. Or I've been through that too. Here's what I felt. Mm -hmm. Here's what I did. And then you kind of come back to life because there is a denial that happens when we're, we do that where we're like, oh, I don't even need to feel good or ah, yeah. it doesn't hurt that it bad when they pinch – Yeah, when they pinch me or they scratch mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah, they did scratch me. You know what? I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yep. real. That's happened. Um, so coming back to being aware of who you are and what's going in, on in your body and in your mind because then once you know that mm-hmm. – you probably do the decision making right here, yeah. like you said. And then what do we do? Yeah. So then the outside part, that's the inside part. The outside part is starts with things that are way before the tantrum circumstance. It's mm-hmm. actually changing your dynamic with your child so that when they are just prattling about everything they want, your thought process isn't, oh no, how am I going to give them all the things they want? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, thanks for telling me. That's interesting. This is the thing we're going to do today. Wow, curious. That seems like a fun idea. Why don't you draw a picture about that? Today I'm taking you here mm. and this is what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We could do one part of that. That that part is this part mm-hmm. and we're going to do this other thing. It's a thing inside that you are no longer tumbled by all of their wants and needs, whatever they imagine those to be. Mm. So in simple ways and easy ways, you are taking up the appropriate amount of space. You are rolling your shoulders back, taking a deep breath and like, standing into your full stature, being like, I actually know how our day is going to go. There's a lot of flexibility in these spots and there's no flexibility in these other spots. Mm. Where there's flexibility, you come on in and tell me what you'd like to do. Great. Perfect. We're past that part. Here's a part we have to do. And you just roll forward. Mm. And if they tell you, no, I'm not doing that, you say, that's interesting. And you keep going. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks for telling me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hear that you're not into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you keep going. Yeah, you don't change course. Yeah, there's things we do that we don't love. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hard, isn't it? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I wonder if there's something you could bring with you that would make yeah, that more fun for right. you. Or while we're out here, let's look for things that are red. Do you mm-hmm. see anything red? Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Look out the window mm-hmm. is such a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally hear what you're saying. You seem frustrated. Why don't you look out the window and tell mm-hmm. me if you, which is not to ignore this child's feelings or wants. I said no, it. Right. I acknowledged their words. Mm-hmm. I did not sink myself deep down inside their words and let those words take me over. Change my day. No. Yeah. No. And there are totally places to change your day when you can and there are totally places to not. Yeah. And so like shifting your dynamic in small, clear, easy ways, even times when you could let her sit on you but actually you kind of would prefer not to, snuggle her up right next to you. It's going to be a practice. This is going to be a slow roll for you Yeah. if this has not been the way that you're living. But just asserting a little bit more of yourself. Mm -hmm. I exist. And then your child gets to actually feel what it's like Mm -hmm. to be in relationship with an actually whole person, Mm -hmm. which is what we want for him in his whole life. We want him to encounter women and to encounter other people whom he has to like 
he takes up his amount of space, they take up their amount of space, everyone's the right size, rather than one person shrinks down and the other person puffs up way over what they need. That's right. So doing those things in really simple ways, the thing of like, there's no like, hey, your brother wants to use that thing that's in your hand, buddy. Can you just hand it over to him so he doesn't scream? Mm -hmm. You say, no, your sister is using that right now. Mm -hmm. Why don't you ask her if she can let you know when she's done? Oh, I know it's so tough not to get the thing we want. Would you like to use this other thing? Okay, no problem. I have lots of ideas. If you need my help, I'm going to keep washing these dishes. Yeah. No, thank you. You may not scratch at her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move your body over here. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He's going to yell. Mm -hmm. He's going to yell. He's going to have a little tantrum about that. But he's allowed to be upset on the kitchen floor next to you where all the good options are still available mm -hmm. to him whenever he's ready. Mm -hmm. And whenever he's ready, you snuggle him. You get him a drink of water because it hurts your throat to be yelling. Mm -hmm. And then he can sit down and use the other pen or – oh my gosh, it looks like your sister's actually done. Now's a good time. Do you want to get up and go ask her? Mm -hmm. Like we just are not taking over any other mm -hmm. people's space anymore, yeah. any more times. And I'm not asking you to do anything mean right. <laughs> or anything you punitive. You can even use Siri. You can say, okay, well, we're going to tell Siri to set a timer for two mm -hmm. minutes. Oh, Siri said the timer's up. Siri says, now we're switching toys. And sure. then it's sort of, oh, well, Siri's the worst, isn't she? Mm -hmm. It It – Sure, thing, that robot, aren't they? <laughs> You're like, what isn't is them? that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Something, just something mm -hmm. distracting and like that's yeah. the authority, that timer. Oh, well, it went. Uh huh. Even between the two of you, adding in a little bit of waiting when mm -hmm. there wouldn't necessarily need to be a little bit of waiting. Oh, I see. But just being like, so they're learning some. Yes, so that mm -hmm. they're learning a little bit of, I want something. And sometimes there's a little bit of space mm -hmm. between what I want and what I get, or and when I get that thing that I want. You could get up and go grab that thing for her, or you could finish reading your article and then get up and grab that thing for right. her. Sure, Betty, I'm going to take a couple minutes to finish what I'm doing. Like that's not necessary. Mm. And so that's you're not ignoring. You're no. you're acknowledging uh -huh. and you're doing but your you're thing because you're a person yes. too. Yes. Like that. And that's going to feel probably pretty artificial at the beginning mm -hmm. if you have not ever done anything like that. But that's a great way mm -hmm. to start stretching out a that's little good. bit of patience, a little bit of frustration tolerance because an adult person has to be able to tolerate frustration in life. There are tons of things that are super frustrating. Yeah. I don't think that your little toddler needs a ton of they, they need to encounter the harshness of the world sure, as a toddler like fake, but yeah. they need to practice with little yeah. pieces of the things that are coming like my mom gets to finish putting her shoes on before she opens my string cheese mm -hmm. like nothing bad will happen to them if they have to wait a few minutes for the string cheese mm -hmm. and yet it's so automatic and so easy for you to just do it when actually it would be beneficial to both of you that you're allowed to just put your shoes on and be comfortable mm -hmm. and that she waits a few minutes yeah. Or tries to open the string cheese herself. Right. You know, like these are some yeah. really simple things. These are – so this is in the calm times. And now when the thing comes up that you know is going to be explosive, you do have to feel the thing inside of, oh, I go. am going to let this explosion happen and I'm going to say no. And it might take forever. Mm. And it might take really fast. Mm. Sometimes you yeah. will be shocked mm -hmm. when you're like, actual, no, buddy, look right in my eyes. I love you and I give you good things and I'm not giving this to you. This is no this time. Mm -hmm. What else can we do? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes they're like, oh, okay. Or even like, whew, there's a little bit of a relief of like, sure. wow, I'm not in charge of everything. Yeah. Thank goodness. That would be scary. And sometimes 
she's going to roll around on the Break carpet out. and like a little bit – have a big explosion and then whine at you a little bit more for the next couple of hours. She's like, there could be big punishment for you mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the surprise and the confusion and the needing to test it. And it's really important that you let some of those happen. Mm-hmm. And not to say that you're abandoning her to her feelings. Right. There's a very – there's a thing of like – Hey, buddy, I'm right next to you. Would you like a little bit of water? It seems like you've been yelling for a while. That would make me feel better. No? Okay, no problem. I'm still going to be over here reading a book, talking to your dad, finishing up my work, doing whatever. I'm not down on the floor with you like in your sobs. Mm. Unless you're ready to be held, the second you want to be held and snuggled, I'm so here for you. Ooh, if you're going to scratch at me, I'm just going to go sit back on the couch. But I'm here for you anytime you want over here. And I'm using my calm, clear tone mm-hmm. with pretty minimal words. I'm not chattering at them the whole time, but like allowing them to hear in my tone, I actually don't think that your world is ending. I'm not diminishing your feelings, but I've looked around. You appear safe to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not perturbed by this. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I'd love to help you out of it. Mm-hmm. This is a bummer. We could be doing something fun mm-hmm. instead of this, but I'm not trying to figure this out with you. I'm not going, buddy, what do you want? I'm not trying so much to hold you that I'm letting you kick and scratch at my end and I'm here for you to just keep punishing me. Like, no, I I just don't let people do that to me. So I'll just be right over here. But my proximity is pretty close. I can see you. I'm offering things that are helpful. Yeah. And you know what? Those are not going to go on forever. They're not going to happen that frequently for that long. Mm -hmm. Like if it really becomes no and she gets to push on that edge a bunch and it might might really suck for a a bit and I Mm -hmm. just don't want to minimize that. Sure. I can't I can't take that part away necessarily. Yeah. But if it's really no and doing this really stops working and there are other ways to get what you want that work better, mm-hmm. she's gonna drop this yeah. for a more successful tool. It feels bad for her too. She doesn't like it. Right. And you're gonna find yourself in a new relationship dynamic that has two people in it mm-hmm. and one person who is learning now how to tolerate her own frustration, how to express herself without knowing what the result is going to be and accept some of what comes, how to negotiate and compromise and be in a real relationship and feel a little bit more protected Mm -hmm. because you actually are in charge. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, We sometimes, when we're having a tumultuous day or a tumultuous evening, I will turn off all the sounds except like classical music or something that is very like slow and calming, Mm -hmm. calming for me. But I also think it just like sets a tone in the room Um, and it really has made an impact. So you could even look at the, you're you're all about sensory stuff, like Mm -hmm. look at what is your, what's happening to your senses in the room Mm -hmm. that you're in right now. If this is happening, you hear a lot that it happens in the evening around dinner time. Everybody's tired. You're tired. Um, maybe light a candle. What what can you do to make the stuff you're looking at and surrounding yourself by as calming mm-hmm. and kind of, I don't know, peaceful as possible? Yeah. And it does also affect them versus like sometimes there will be a lot of like sound in our house, people playing with toys that are loud yes. or maybe there's like a show in the background or something. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's freaking out, all, all goes off because mm-hmm. it, it's too much. We can't mm-hmm. handle all of the noise and we right. live in a smaller space. Right. Um, so anyway, that could be like a, a thing to help as well as you're doing all of this mm-hmm. is take care of you and yeah. the, the room. Mm-hmm. All of that is that's like real self-regulation mm-hmm. that is going to matter for her when she's a grown-up also. She's going to need to learn how to de-stimulate herself in order to like yeah, get her body point. back into control. Because once you have tipped over from like 
the child is protest, 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 and then there's kind of a moment where it escalates and you've tipped over into actual tantrum mm-hmm. territory. Once that like that has taken over, you're out of decision-making space Mm -hmm. for her. She's not available. She's in this like back of her brain that's acting like something really dangerous and terrible is happening Mm -hmm. for her. And so it's her her body that is going to need to calm itself down and like know how to do that over time practice in your home, learning how to come back from that freak out space into a more regulated, soothed space where she can reconnect with the top half of her brain and start making choices and learning again. Makes so much sense. Later. Yeah. When she's calm. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to end this for us. Yes. Because I'm afraid you're going to teach us so many things yeah. that they're not going to take the class that they need to take. <laughs> oh, this was such a tiny piece. I know. Of the class. But you're so <laughs> generous. I hope you see that she's generous. You share oh, a lot of wisdom that you. it's very, very important stuff. Well, this is going to come out too late for them to attend the class in like live yeah. time. But we are – still working out some ways of like perhaps uh, – I mean, we will have it recorded and we're talking about the possibility of having some ways for them to access this. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing this and this is feeling really resonant for you, you are experiencing a lot of tantrums or you're kind of seeing them on the horizon, Mm -hmm. um, reach out. Yes, please. We'll have resources Our social handles Mm -hmm. are everywhere. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what we come up with because we totally want to get all of that information to you. Yeah. This is just kind of like a side conversation that came up out of doing this tantrum workshop yesterday. Yeah. This is amazing. Yay. You're doing great. Okay. Thanks for being here, guys. Mm -hmm. We like you so much. Um, You're probably hearing this. Well, I shouldn't say when you're hearing this, but happy holidays if it's the holidays, no matter what holiday is, (laughs) no matter when you listen, whatever the next holiday is, (laughs) we hope it's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being Mm -hmm. here. Join Very Good Mothers Club. You can hop on Zoom calls with us once a month or see us throughout. We're in the community and answering questions and sharing life. We'd love Mm -hmm. to know you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.